Hi everybody, welcome back to my podcast. This is my very first episode, guys, so welcome in. Welcome to Unwell with Ashley Ray or Ash Too Trippy. Whatever you'd like to call me, you can go ahead and do that. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Um, first off, if you don't follow me on all platforms, go follow me, Ash Too Trippy or Trippy Ash on most, but you can also find it in most of my links on most of my sites as well. Um, be sure to subscribe, like, and let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you guys want to hear. I want to hear it. Uh, so as I stated before, my first episode will be a true crime story today. I love true crime. I've been a true crimer for a very long time and I listen to it constantly. I'm watching it. If you see me at home, that's always what I'm doing. I find so much interest in different cases and things like that. And I just very much interests me. It is sad sometimes. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, how can you listen to people getting murdered and all of this other stuff? It is very sad. However, I feel like a lot of other podcasters as well as true crimers feel that these people need their story told because there's a lot of cases out there, guys, that nobody really knows about because you've never heard about it because you didn't live in that town or you didn't live in that county or for whatever reason, y'all did not live where that case took place. So, you know, it's kind of hard um, to hear about something when you don't live in that place or anything like that so I want to bring the victims names to light that is my main goal and I don't want to ever glorify these people in what they are doing because what they are doing is wrong Um, regardless of what me or you think this system works the way it does and that's the way it is and there's no way in changing it without us committing a crime ourselves and we just don't want to do that okay okay my trippy tribe no we're gonna stay away from that okay so let's get to it here so i want to also warn you guys that this case is extremely disturbing extremely disturbing and you guys I will try my very very best to warn you of the disturbing parts in this case because I didn't include every gory detail I tried to stay kind of away from it but it is a disturbing case that does include child death mutilation drug use um, violence as well as rape so please be aware of that um, very triggering subjects we're not ever going to take that lightly here all right so let's get to it so this is the horrific murder of victoria martins so on august 23rd 2016 little victoria woke up on a tuesday uh, it was a school day for her and her and her mother michelle martins had woke up that morning and made cupcakes for her classmates at school She was so excited about the party the next day her mom was planning for her at a nearby park. Walking to the bus stop that morning, it's eerie to think that she did not know what horrors she would have later that evening. I want everyone to know the genuine sparkle that Victoria held because so many people loved just her energy and her smile. She helped neighbors when they were hurt. One neighbor remembers when she had a surgery on her leg. Victoria would go and help her walk her dogs and help her with the groceries and whatever she needed. She loved animals and on this day of the 23rd, she had actually gotten a kitten herself and was very, very excited about it. Victoria was getting into makeup just like any other girl her age. And she also had a little brother as well who she loved to play with outside, riding scooters along with neighborhood children within her apartment complex. She had so many friends, kids, and adults of all ages that were neighbors. She loved to talk to everyone. By all accounts, Victoria's mother was also a great mother. She took care of her kids and was always taking them to do things and was always outside with them when they played outside and even took them to the apartment's pool during the summertime. She was friends with people that lived near her and they stated she never used drugs or drank as far as they knew. 
During the winter before, she was working two jobs in the, for the holidays to provide for her kids. She had a lot of help from her parents with the kids as well, and they would often pick them up from the bus stop and babysit them whenever Michelle would ask. She was now working at a local grocery store near her home during when this took place. Michelle did not have a shortage of boyfriends. We hear from a neighbor that she was dating someone who lived in the apartment complex. Um, this is how she knew Michelle, and they ended up breaking up that same year. Uh, she had a previous boyfriend by the name of David. He had moved in shortly after meeting Michelle. And shortly after that, Michelle had called CPS on this boyfriend named David. She stated that her boyfriend was trying to kiss her daughter, and this was never looked into by CPS. Um, and that's Child Protective Services, if anybody wants to know. There was also four other calls to CPS by Michelle. She was trying to get help and this man out of her home, but had issues doing it herself because she was a people pleaser. She did not want people to be mad at her or upset in any way. She wanted to completely avoid that. And by her calling CPS, this was a way of saying, hey, I need this man out of my house. So one day she finally did kick him out and he left. And as far as we know, we don't hear anything about David. So as far as we know, they probably, or maybe they did, I don't know, maybe speak some, speak again. Uh, not too sure, unclear. However, in July, she, she started dating a man that she met on Plenty of Fish. His name was Fabian Gonzalez. And short, shortly after connecting, they met each other. And within the week, Fabian was moving in with Michelle and her two kids. She stated that she is the one that invited him to live with her and she also stated he was a good guy and her kids got along with him. And she also said that she liked that he did things around the house without her asking. So Fabian was a little bit different than Michelle. He was in and out of jail for violent charges um, with the previous years. And the judge in his last case, this is very interesting, stated that he recommended that Fabian or Mr. Gonzalez stay in jail because it was likely for him to reoffend again. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was still released. Uh, when he met Michelle, he did not have a job and he did not have a consistent place he was living. He also had many family members that were criminals as well as drug dealers and just all around bad people. And that's a sign you should probably not be around him. He heard of his cousin getting out of jail and did not hesitate to contact her and offer her a place to live. And we enter Jessica Kelly. Jessica Kelly was Fabian's cousin who had just got out of jail on also violent charges. She was not on probation. Uh, she had told Fabian that her mother's house was too small and there was too many people living there, so she needed a place to stay. So Fabian did not hesitate to offer her a place to stay in Michelle's apartment. But like I stated before, Jessica does have a criminal background with violent inci incidents and seemed by hearing from people that had even just met her, she was very rude and did not look very friendly to most of the people. So there was very little people other than Michelle that said that she was friendly, but you know, she was living with Michelle, so. She also had a background of drug use and her cousin Fabian Gonzalez was a stranger to that as well. So I'm going to break this down into a few dates for you that are important and I'm going to give you some information along the way. There's a lot of things that you will see online that is false. So I encourage you guys to listen to the trial. I will post the, um, the page you can find that on in the comments. So definitely check it out because there's a lot of moving parts to this and there's a lot of false statements that we see a lot of dirt, especially during the early po portion of finding this little girl. So I'm going to try to break it down as simply as possible with not too many of what he said, she says. Okay. So I'm going to start on August 20th, 2016. 
Jessica had not seen Fabian since they lived with their grandmother growing up. And when I say growing up, I mean they were very young children when they lived with their grandmother. Fabian offered Jessica to live with Michelle for $50 a week. This was the deal. This was something that we later find out from Michelle that she was unaware of. She was asked if Jessica could stay with them as she did not have a place to go. And Michelle then sympathized with that and agreed she could stay. But just for a week is what she said. On that day, August 20th, 2016, Fabian picked up Jessica from a football game she was attending for her son. She stated he was with a man that seemed that he was on heroin and was just fidgety. At this point, they had Jessica's son with them. Also, they went to a grocery store to get food as they were planning to bar on barbecuing at Michelle's uh, apartment and having a sleepover with Jessica's two children. They then went to Michelle's apartment and Fabian let the unknown man use the bathroom at the apartment. Michelle was at work at this time and she was unaware anyone was in her home. Jessica then recalled they took him to a local casino. It's also said in Fabian's trial that Fabian was also breaking into cars at this casino. After they went to pick up Jessica's daughter, they headed back to the apartment after of course, dropping off this strange man that looked like he was on heroin. When they arrived back at the apartment, Jessica and Fabian cooked and Jessica played with her children. Michelle did not return home that night until around 9 or 10 p.m. Fabian got her from work, then they went home and she picked her kids up from her parents. Michelle now did not want her parents to know about her relationship with Fabian and she really didn't want to know, didn't want her parents to know that she was having a temporary roommate as well that had just got out of jail. Like, yeah, that's bad. You should have listened to that. Uh, this evening, Jessica had also moved her stuff to the apartment as well. So she had, she had, didn't have too much, obviously. She was just in jail, but she did move in what she had that day. So we're going to go on to the next day, August 21st. Michelle drove Jessica and her kids to meet with Jessica's friend, Willie. Now, some say Willie is a cousin. Some say Willie is a uncle. Um, I just put friend because you never know, you know. <laughs> so um, she, uh, Michelle drove Jessica and her kids to meet with Jessica's friend, Willie, at a local gas station. She was with her family for most of this day, Jessica was. She got invited to a barbecue at her cousin's home, so she took her kids back to their father's and headed to the barbecue. It was known to Jessica as well as the people at the barbecue that Fabian was not allowed to attend. Jessica had told Fabian anyways to go by and that basically this cousin wanted to talk, even though he knew and she knew she both she hated him she hated fabian like she did not want him in her home when fabian arrived their cousin was very upset he was there and then she punched him giving him a black eye she was also pregnant and later fabian stated that the only reason he did not beat her up was because she he never hit a pregnant woman and i i recall him saying um, because he was texting her, giving, you know, kind of agitating the situation at this time. And he, I believe the, what he said was, I'm not going to hit a pregnant woman, dummy. He basically antagonized her after leaving here, saying that once she has a baby, he's going to beat her up. But this altercation does get Fabian very upset. And then he calls his brothers, who are said to be also violent offenders. These calls happen all throughout the night, calling one of his brothers more than 18 times. Yeah. He was also texting, again, his cousin and threatening her and trying to scare her. They go back and forth into the late evening. She finally just stops replying to him. Jessica also reaches out during this time and he ignores her. 
Um, during this evening, Fabian searches for guns not only from his phone, but from Michelle's as well. Fabian was upset about the situation and told Jessica she could not sleep at the apartment this night. So Jessica went home with a friend and texted someone that she was to meet for a drug exchange. On this night, she does stay awake all night. Um, she does not talk about sleeping on this night. She does stay awake. On the morning of August 22nd, which was a Monday, Jessica got a hold of Fabian and he agreed to go pick her up. Michelle and Fabian picked her up that early afternoon. They went to their uncle's and made a few more stops and then headed back to Michelle's apartment. At the apartment, they hung out, smoked some weed, and drank. Later in the day, they got meth and Jessica and Fabian were also doing this in, a ma in the master bedroom as well as in the master bathroom, it looks like. During the rest of the afternoon and evening after Victoria got home from school, they were driving and went to numerous places throughout the city. They did not arrive back to the apartment until 3 a.m. the next day. So that would have been the 23rd, the morning. Michelle later stated this was like an adventure and normally Victoria was in bed by 8.30 on school nights, which this was very, very out of character for not only Michelle, but for Victoria as well. She was probably very confused. So this was also further evidence that, that provided that Fabian was manipulating Michelle and she was doing basically whatever he wanted. During the, during the visit to Fabian and Jessica's uncles and also brothers that evening, Michelle stated her and Victoria would stay in the car and they were never allowed to go into the homes. Now, can you imagine that? That has to confuse Victoria even more. Michelle did not know about meth being done in her home, she said. She may have known, but did not say anything. But again, she was a people pleaser, so she probably didn't question it. Fabian and Jessica were up all night this day, and Jessica never went to sleep at all. And that was for two nights in a row. Jessica never went to sleep because she and Fabian were doing meth. At some point during these early morning hours of the 23rd, Fabian Gonzalez ends up in bed with Michelle Martins that, that morning. On that early morning, around 5 or 6 a.m. on August 23rd, Jessica wakes Fabian up and tells him she's tweaking and needs to talk to him. So it, for those of you guys that do not know, basically tweaking is when somebody is very high on drugs and they are either seeing or hearing things or just very overall paranoid and fidgety. So she woke him up and was scared and was telling him this. So on the 23rd, again, Michelle was already awake. She was making cupcakes with Victoria. It was her birthday that day and the little girl was very excited to make cupcakes with her mom and give them to her friends at school. Meanwhile, in Michelle's bedroom, Fabian and Jessica were talking. Uh, Jessica stated during this time she was writing in a book she had about learning about how to connect with God. These writings in the book were evidence and shows very disturbing writings, some that did not even make any sense, showing that Jessica was indeed under the influence and paranoid from the drug she was doing for two days. And not only that, she sleep deprived. She hasn't been to sleep in two days. They continue to use meth throughout the morning. Despite feeling paranoid, Jessica admits to continuing with the drug use. After Victoria went to school, Fabian and Michelle do not return home for a while and Jessica is left at the apartment alone. During this time, Michelle texts a neighbor telling her to keep an eye on her apartment and to knock on the door and pretend to be her aunt just to make sure everything is okay. So you see from this that Michelle is already very, is already, I don't know, I, I guess scared because she does use that word, that word a lot. She, at this point, she's already scared about what the possibility of uh, Jessica doing something because she can tell she's very paranoid. She wasn't herself. She says this numerous times on the stand. Jessica calls her mom and asks her to pick her up. However, Fabian would not give her the address because he did not want anyone knowing where he lived. She tries to find a ride to her mother's but never does. She admits to her mom she's messing up and that she did she has done drugs. 
Jessica was very paranoid and she was uh, not talking like herself, saying the TV was talking to her and it was the devil telling her that she's going to hell and basically that, you know, just talking to her. She um, obviously very, very paranoid. <clears throat> she said that she was also paranoid and she thought that Fabian was setting her up because he kept coming and going all day long. And she was worried basically because she didn't know what he was doing. During the trial, um, we do hear a jail phone call from Jessica's sister. Jessica at this time, she's saying how she is worried about her ex coming to kill her. And she talks about the TV talking to her and also about the people, also about people setting her up like Fabian. You can just tell that she's really not in her right mind. She seems very agitated as well in, in the call. And again, you guys can find these. I'll post the information you need to find the trial over on YouTube and you guys can kind of watch through it and listen to those phone calls. On the day during the time Victoria was to get off school and head home from the bus, Michelle would not make it home in time. So she sent a text to Jessica reminding her to pick up Victoria from the bus stop. She texts her a few times with no response. Now it said um, from Michelle as, uh, Michelle as well as uh, Fabian, even though he didn't testify, it said when he basically, when he, he was confessing or not confessing, but like talking to the police that um, they had talked to Jessica on the phone and let her know that she needs to pick up Victoria. And this was also said before they left for the day as well. Jessica says she does not remember any of that. Um, she would have never agreed to pick up a child and watch the child because she was not in her right mind. So yeah. Uh, Michelle stated at this time her and Fabian were at her uncle's home and he did not see the hurry in leaving. Michelle was trying to get him to leave. Michelle tries to get a hold of a neighbor. However, the message does not send. It, um, it basically said that it was blocked um, with the cell phone analysis. So not sure if the neighbor blocked her or if she was blocked just from the phone. That, that text was never received by that neighbor. She then receives a call from another neighbor saying that Victoria was by the office of the apartment complex and did not have a key. She asks if the neighbor can keep her and she would be home soon. By the time she reaches back out to Michelle, the neighbor, uh, someone, uh, they, she said somebody was home and Victoria just went home. Michelle stated, um, then they finally left Fabian's uncle's home. And when they were driving back home, Fabian was driving erratically and she was very scared at this time. So we see point where she understands that she is doing something wrong too. So when Fabian and Michelle got home, they went into the apartment to find Victoria on the balcony doing homework and Jessica was getting ready in the bathroom. So she was doing her hair, doing her makeup. During this time, Victoria starts talking to Jessica, telling her it's her birthday and told her she was having a party tomorrow. Jessica then gave her $45 and told her happy birthday. Fabian then came in and he claims Jessica asked for the money back and Victoria said she thought it was for her birthday. And Fabian then steps in, kicks Jessica out of the bathroom, shuts the door and gives Victoria $10. When they come out of the bathroom, he tells her, come on, I'll take you to the gas station and we'll buy you something. So um, apparently Michelle agreed for him to take her to the gas station. Instead of Victoria buying what she wanted, she got a soda, but uh, Fabian uh, bought some alcohol, some vodka with that money as well. When they got back home, Fabian and Michelle then leave again to get Jessica cigarettes. At, the, at this time, neighbors were outside as it was a warm day and people were barbecuing and the kids were playing, so there was plenty of people outside the apartment at this time. When they got back home from the gas station, Fabian and Michelle then leave again to get Jessica cigarettes. Jessica states she was never told to watch Victoria at all. Uh, Michelle comes back with the cigarettes and goes upstairs to give them to Jessica. And then Jessica gets upset with her and Fabian as the cigarettes were not the correct ones. They then leave again, leaving Jessica with Victoria alone once again. During this time, 
that Victoria is outside. She's riding her scooter with her friends and talking to the adults and inviting people to her birthday party that was set to take place the next day at a local park not too far from her home. And since it was a short day that day at school, this was why this was planned for the day after her birthday. Victoria was talking to her next door neighbor when Jessica came out of the apartment and she proceeds to stand behind Victoria and starts answering questions the neighbor was asking to Victoria. So she's talking to Victoria and Jessica is answering all the questions. So the neighbor stated that it was weird and Jessica seemed very kind of like a bodyguard or something. Um, Jessica then pulls Victoria's arm to go inside and the neighbor stated uh, Victoria gave her a weird look, but she complied and went inside with Jessica. So she didn't say it was like a scary look, like scared, but she said like she was more like shocked or surprised that this person was telling her to go inside. And remember again, Victoria met this lady, Jessica. She's pretty much a stranger to her. She doesn't know who she is. Like she, she's literally just met her maybe two days ago. At this time, Michelle and Fabian were still not home. And even though we don't have the truth from Victoria's killer, we know who did this in the end. And we will get to that very shortly. However, this is what Jessica stated during this, this chunk of time where Victoria is uh, pulled inside until Michelle and Fabian uh, get home. So Jessica stated that while her and Victoria were inside, a unknown man walked into the apartment. He was dressed very well and had a Mexican accent, but was not Mexican, she stated. And he asked, where is Fabo? which is what they called uh, Fabian Gonzalez. Jessica tells him he was not there, just her and the girl, and she gestures towards Victoria's room where the little girl was watching TV. Now, Jessica did state that when Victoria went inside, this is her, what she said, when Victoria went inside, she gave her sunflower seeds and she was watching TV. And then the little girl by herself went in her room, changed, came back out and let her know she was gonna watch TV in her room and then went back in her room. That is her testimony of what Victoria Martins um, had did when they had entered the home. So Victoria's in her room watching TV with her pajamas on, supposedly. She then states, he then goes in, the unknown man then goes into Victoria's room and she then goes outside to smoke a cigarette. She says this whole time she's apparently watching the room, the door was closed and she didn't know what was going on. When the man did come out, he tells her, you have a mess to clean up, per Jessica. Jessica also claims he threatened her and that he would, that if she did not clean up the mess, he would come back for her and her kids and Fabian is paying for what he did. This is what Jessica said this unknown Mexican, not Mexican man said. This unknown man was never seen by any neighbors. There were, were still neighbors that were outside, not outside, but there was still neighbors lingering around. So they would have been cautious to that because again, kids are around. So they never seen it. They never seen also any vicious cars or different cars for the area on that day at all. Uh, Jessica said when she went into the room, Victoria was on her back on the floor by her TV and she stated she was also blue. She checks for a pulse and does not find one. So it is estimated Victoria's death was between 7 and 8.45 p.m. on the evening of her 10th birthday, August 23rd, 2016. So it's said by Jessica, she waited for Michelle and Fabian to arrive home. And when she heard the radio outside, she looked and saw them coming to the parking lot. She then grabbed Victoria's body and put a blanket over her and carried her outside to the car. Now, Victoria, I'm sorry. Now, Jessica did not say that she carried her to the car. Jessica states that she carried her maybe three steps down the flight of stairs that were um, leading away from the apartment. There is testimony of a neighbor, a young neighbor that was outside with her friends it was a teenager and she did state she did walk all the way to the car 
and she seemed like she was struggling but they never seen victoria's face or anything else other than maybe her leg so she carried her outside to the car michelle and fabian are in the car listening to music and they're singing they end up ignoring jessica michelle then states later on that she thought that um co was showing her victoria to show that she was asleep so when they entered the apartment she told basically jessica said oh she's in her room sleeping which i don't know why that wasn't questioned so when they do enter the apartment michelle goes into her bedroom and jessica then pulls fabian aside to talk to him and tells him about the man that came into the home he claims he told her she was tripping and went about his evening so he basically didn't believe that basically michelle was laying on fabian's lap that night and they fell asleep like that so for him to get up and do this without her knowing was very iffy but we don't 100 percent know so also michelle had made dinner this evening and it said she kept away from the room and guest bathroom while this all took place but she claimed she was not aware of anything was even wrong at the time other than feeling uncomfortable because jessica was acting weird and fabian was still being distant so again she didn't didn't sense anything wrong at that time um it's also said that michelle was at victoria was never offered dinner that evening so i'm gonna uh do a strong content warning for the next portion of this but this is part of what makes this story so horrific and i feel like it needs to be said what was done to this child by this woman so just a trigger warning this is very graphic content that i am about to talk about so during this time of all this jessica tells of fabian cutting off victoria's arms and helping him clean up blood however michelle stated she, he fell asleep or she fell asleep on his lap that night and would have noticed if he were to get up or even would have been doing anything because it was not a very large apartment then jessica says when she came back from getting more things to clean up he was cutting into her chest and he was taking her heart out with a plastic bag she then stopped him and took control of the situation is what she stated jessica said she cleaned the body as best as she could and wrapped victoria's body she stated she cleaned the blood as best as she could and wrapped victoria's body in trash bags that were already under her as well as wrapped her in a sheet and carried her to the bathroom she claims she also redressed her but her pjs were never found they never found her pjs they also searched dumpsters and everything like that never found them she also claimed she was in her pjs the night before she went into her room all of though so again during all of this she was high and she was tweaking she was still paranoid she was not in her right mind during this time so with the pajamas again, I want to also uh, interject because I did not put this in my notations. There was also a pair of clo uh, some clothing that was found in the trash that belonged to Victoria. It was a jumpsuit and some underwear that uh, seemed to have been soiled by the little girl. So I just want you guys to remember that too. During this time, the neighbors do not claim to hear anything until around 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. the following morning, which is August 20, 24th, 2016. Jessica states she knew before she put Victoria's body in the bathtub that she was going to kill Michelle and Fabian because she knew she would go down for the murder of Victoria and she figured she might as well. And this is from her mouth. She then goes into Michelle's bedroom where Fabian and Michelle are sleeping and gets their phones off the nightstand and then puts them in her bag by the couch. Now, she says she put them in her pocket, but they were found in one of her, her belongings. Then she goes back and wakes up Michelle by asking her if she believed in God and then immediately hits her in the forehead with a clothes iron. Michelle then becomes disoriented and Jessica hits her again in the back of the head. Fabian at this time wakes up and tries to stop her. He also gets hit during this. Jessica continues to try and fight Michelle, throwing her and pulling her hair. 
Fabian gets a hold of the iron and he proceeds to throw it off the balcony so she can't get to it. It's hit again and then he runs out of the apartment. Michelle was set on getting Victoria and getting out of the apartment. She knew something had to be wrong because she was yelling for Victoria and she was not responding. She then locks herself into Victoria's room and she had a plan going in there. She said that she was going to grab Victoria, get out the window and have Victoria jump down to her is what she had said. That was her plan. She looked everywhere in the room and never found Victoria. She opened the door and asked Jessica, where the fuck is my daughter? She does not answer and continues to beat her up. Then when she gets outside, she pulls the door shut and Jessica's hand gets caught in the door. While she was basically smashing her hand, Jessica tells her that her daughter is dead. Then Michelle runs to try to find Fabian. She ends up finding him at another building in the apartment complex, asking to help, asking for help from a neighbor to call cops. Michelle was dazed and had very blurry vision, she stated. During this time, she was bleeding from her head, sitting outside an apartment on the opposite side of hers, uh, waiting for the cops. One of her neighbors that she knew, actually this was the, the woman that uh, little Victoria would help with her groceries and walking her dogs and stuff like that. She leans over her stairs and asks, tries to ask Michelle, where are your kids? She never answered, Michelle just stared. The neighbor says that it was very weird and Michelle later says she doesn't remember this ever happening. She was very dazed. When the police arrived, the smoke detectors started going off. In the apartment, Jessica got her stuff together and then went into the apartment and lit the sheet on fire that Victoria was wrapped in. Then attempted to answer the door when she saw it was a cop she went out the back door and jumped off the balcony. She then came walking around the building pretty much like she did nothing. They she was apprehended by cops. She basically was saying, I didn't do it and was being very combative during this time. Michelle was taken to the hospital due to the gash on her forehead from getting hit with the iron and Fabian was also ass assessed, but he had no medical, he didn't need medical attention. Uh, Jessica was also taken to the hospital and she had fractured her leg when she jumped off that balcony. So, didn't plan very much. She was, and also remember, she was very, very high during this time, so. Uh, during this time of the morning of August 24, 2016, detectives were on the scene talking to neighbors and also suspects to find out what happened. A lot of things had came out during this period and Jessica and Fabian and Michelle had to be placed in protective custody while investigating um, this serious crime. During the trial, we heard a lot more of what the happenings on inside the apartment um, 808. So I just want to give you guys one more warning because what was said by like pe first responders and things like that is very disturbing. So just another trigger warning for the next few minutes because I am gonna be talking about dismemberment and things like that. So I know it's, it's very triggering, but again, um, I feel like people need to know this. <clears throat> During uh, Fabian Gonzalez's trial, we hear from first responders that arrived on scene and learned of a little girl that could possibly need uh, immediate attention. They described going into the apartment that had blood from Michelle and Jessica's fight and also was in disarray. They enter the bathroom and in the bathtub they see Victoria's body and the paramedic checks for a pulse and does not find one. She explains that Victoria was cold and blue. She tries to put leads on the little girl's heart and could not find her chest. In that place was a plastic bag holding in her organs and down by her leg, it looked like her legs tried to also be cut off, um, stating that it was black by her groin area. At this time, the paramedic needed some air and exited the bathroom. She came out and told her boss that the little girl did not have arms and she explained that for a long time in her mind, when she would put little Victoria in that bathtub, she still had arms, so. That was very, very sad too. The crime scene was processed with the detectives there and did not seem to be many issues with the first investigation. However, Victoria's grandparents later on filed a lawsuit against the local police department and Child Protective Services. They stated that during the collection of evidence, things were misplaced and never found some items. So again, um, like the pajamas and also there was like a bag in question um, that, Jessica claims she was not where it was at, so 
she also was very upset with the investigation of this. However, uh, the next year in 2017, a new investigation was launched to see if they can find any further evidence in the murder that was committed. A lot of the charges were dropped as no evidence of two things in the murder. So a lot of thing, a lot of charges were dropped during the investigation um, because evidence found that either people weren't there or I'll explain to you, there's two different instances. Um, and most of this had to do with the forensic analysis of the cell phones that were that were the these three people's as well as I guess Fabian had a another cell phone as well. So a lot of so a lot of charges dropped. So the the murder charge was dropped uh, from Michelle and Fabian as they were not at the apartment at the time of the death of Victoria. So. They did not commit the murder. The evidence proved that they were not. Um, and then the rape charges were dropped from Jessica and Fabian. There was not ed evidence to prove this. So they found um, DNA in other parts of her body, but they did not find... They found that she, she had been raped before, but they had not found any biological evidence of Fabian or Michelle to prove that they really did anything to the little girl during this time. All three of the people surrounding this horrible crime are still in jail and will remain for some time. Now, some of y'all may say, this is not enough, and I agree. I agree. I feel, and this is just what I feel, so don't sue me, but I feel like if you murder, especially an innocent child, and not only that on her birthday you do this the same thing should be done to you now i'll talk a little bit more about that later but let me finish with the sentencing because we have all three of these people sentenced so fabian gonzalez is the only one that went to trial his trial lasted about two weeks and let me tell you there was a lot of eye-opening things within this trial there was a lot of witnesses that a lot of people didn't know witnessed anything there was a lot of things that came out that Fabian probably didn't want them to know but it did so he was sentenced to 37 and a half years he can get parole after half of his sentence is served now he was sentenced to um he was charged for child abuse and seven counts of conspiracy to murder and tampering with evidence once the verdict was read he was asked to be recommended to be put on protective custody in our local mdc jail because they were at, he was actually beat up when he entered jail because they thought he had raped victoria so i mean it, it he didn't there was evidence of it but i mean we don't know but still he's scared he should be michelle martin's plant had pled guilty in 2018 and she was sentenced 12 years with uh 2270 years served so basically it was cut in half because she had already served about six months so she had so basically it cut down to six years to serve and she was to get credit for a good time and it could possibly get cut in half which understandable she was facing 12 to 15 years and i feel like this was a good punishment for her because it's not it wasn't her fault it was her fault but it wasn't she didn't anticipate it i guess you can say i mean we'll, we'll have different different opinions on that but i mean i i think it was just jessica kelly in 2019 be right before the her cousin's trial took a plea she agreed to testify against uh fabian gonzalez but she was sentenced to 50 years with six years being served so she was sentenced to 44 years because she was in jail for six years leading up to everything um she was so she had 44 years and when she gets released from prison if she gets released from prison because she is a very violent offender she can she would have to also uh probation for six years after getting out as well so she's not getting out anytime soon we can we can know that and all these people are in their late 30s early 40s so i mean figure it out so this case it affected everyone that was involved and so many more within our city of albuquerque new mexico victoria's birthday is celebrated every year here at a local park this was actually the local park she was to have her birthday party on um the next day the 24th 
that's where she was inviting everybody to. This park is called Mariposa Basin Park. Um, and if you guys don't know, Mariposa is Spanish for butterfly. And I think it's fitting. It's fitting for her. There is a memorial there at that park. So let's talk about it. I want to do a fair warning and say, these are all my opinions going forward. These are not in any way shape or form fact so i just want to put that out there because you never know i have grown up in albuquerque new mexico my whole entire life 34 years old actually today when i'm recording this december 13th you guys will be hearing it on the 16th though so on the 14th sorry <laughs> i gave you guys a couple extra days but i've lived here my whole entire life and i can tell you there's been a lot of tragic events here. None of them are easy and a little bit of us, they hit some of us harder than others. There's also another little girl in our town. I'm not, probably won't do a case on her, but if you guys follow me on YouTube or TikTok, I'll maybe do like a, a short video with her, but her name is Lily. Uh, she was killed during a road rage accident here in t on one of our local freeways. Um, also not too far from Vict where Victoria lived, strange enough. Um, but there's also a memorial for that beautiful little girl as well. But again, these are all my opinions. I, I'm gonna be honest, I blamed all three of these people before I watched this uh, trial. And I'm really glad that Fabian went to trial because it showed us a lot of things that the public didn't know and it opened our eyes to a lot of things that people should watch out for, especially with the child abuse, child neglect, all this. As much as it was Jessica Kelly that killed Victoria that, that day, even if she doesn't want to admit it and she claims she wants to invent a man that came into that apartment that day. Um, she knows what she did. She has to live with herself every day to actually get up and know what she did to that child. And I hope one day or every day of her life, she actually sees her face every day and remembers those events every single day until the day that she dies. And I hope it haunts her in the afterlife because this little girl was loved and cherished by so many people. And she did not deserve it. I mean, what child does, but she did not deserve it. Here's what I think what happened. So that day when Fabian and Michelle left, Jessica was upset. She was upset that she got left with the child. So she found the child who was just right outside the door of the, her home, Victoria's home. Jessica was also in Victoria's home where she felt safe. And she pulled that child into that apartment that day after pulling her into the apartment, I think she got upset with Victoria. I think she got mad and Victoria reacted by urinating on herself. And I think that that over the edge mad and she, Jessica just strangled her. Jessica's a big girl. She can easily strangle a 10 year old little girl with no issue. And also she had just got out of jail. So her doing the acts of the mutilation would have not been a problem either. They say, well, why wasn't her DNA there? Well, of course, Jessica was a seasoned criminal. She was a career criminal. She knew what she needed to do to hide evidence. Um, I think the whole mutilation portion happened because she was tweaking. And I believe she believed that it would be easier to move a body and dispose of it at that time because she had learned when she had picked up Victoria earlier and took her outside that Victoria was just a little too heavy for her. So I think that's what she was doing. Now this doesn't excuse Michelle or Fabian not asking for the child or looking at the child or checking on the child because I know most moms and I'm like most moms. I wake up at least three times a night to check on my child. And I know if I was worried about a stranger watching my child, I would be checking on them 24 seven. Not that I would ever put my child in one of those situations, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so that's what I think happened. I think Jessica got aggravated. She was upset already. And that's what happened. Now, Michelle does admit that day that she was drinking. So neighbors did say that she looked a little weird. She didn't look like herself. Um, but she admits she was drinking that day, which is okay. I mean, she's a mom. She has to let loose every once in a while. But I think that altered her decisions. 
I also believe that there may have been something that was given to her that day as well. I think she tried something. I think Fabian or even Jessica maybe too talked her into trying something. May it be meth, weed, we don't know. Pills. Jessica was known to do pills. We don't know. She may have been given something that day. So she did ignore Victoria. So she did do things out of the ordinary towards her daughter. Now, a lot of you also may be wanting to know um, where Victoria's brother was at during this time. Well, uh, Michelle did not have full custody of Victoria's daughter. She had 50-50 custody with his father. So that's where he was during this time. And I'm actually very happy he was because uh, this could have been even more tragic than it already was. But yeah, again, that's my opinion. And I feel like they were tried the correct way. The plea deal with Jessica was a little, and even the judge in Fabian's court uh, or in Fabian's trial also stated that if she was the person doing that sentencing, it would have been way different. Because it is proved that Jessica killed Victoria. She did. And also the DNA, so there was DNA found as well um, on Victoria's body. When they went in for the second investigation, they tested that DNA. And that's where they pulled the unknown man from. Now there's said to be a fourth person in this case. However, they had not tested the little boys because it is male DNA. There was about three little boys that Victoria was playing with that day. They did not test them and they also did not test her little brother for these samples either. Now these samples were not found in a place where it was impossible for that to be because they were found on her neck, her back, and I believe her leg. She was wearing shorts that day. So um would have been very easy for you know one of her friends to have just touched her because this was um very little DNA that was found. There was no semen found, even though you may hear reports that there was, there was not. I believe the whole rape scenario of it was because it wasn't it didn't happen within basically saying that her hymen wasn't intact. I believe it was the ex-boyfriend David that may have done this to her. And that just puts into, you know, everything that females need to watch who your boyfriends are. Like don't let anybody around your children because people, even if they're good and you feel a good energy from them, they can be hiding that. They can be hiding right there. Um, in this case, Michelle tells you she trusted Fabian and it's not our place to tell her like, oh, you trusted him, but you barely knew him. That's not our place. Um, we don't know how well they knew each other. We don't know how fast they got to know each other. So just watch out because in this case, it was obvious that Michelle should have not been around any of these people. It was obvious. It was super obvious. But with that, again, I want to remember Victoria Martins as the beautiful girl with the beautiful smile that just lit up a room every time she walked into it and that's all I want to be remembered. I want everybody to know that people do make mistakes and I'm talking about Michelle and other people are just bad and they know what they're doing and they don't have the ability or the self-control to stop. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, this is my very first episode, so if you guys don't mind leaving me some feedback, I do appreciate it. Um, also, subscribe here and also on follow me on all my social media, Ash2Trippy. This is Unwell with Ash2Trippy. Always remember to be yourself. Always remember to watch out for everyone. <laughs> Always remember to be yourself. Don't let anybody tell you any different. And until next time, guys, Ashton Trippy out. See you next time.